You're listening to the Skipping Church podcast. What's it do? It turns all your I bad feelings you into now. good feelings. Spill the blood of it's the innocent. <laughs> Did you ever see? Don't worry, nobody's that, uh, listening anyway. Ozzy Osbourne with Shane, Liam, and Corey Johnson. Messages. I missed that part. For real? No, because of the music. What did you say? Oh, like uh, the, I, yeah, I was saying it during the music because I didn't want to start it in the show, but we'll do it. Hey, uh, um. It's like in the 80s, like Ozzy Osbourne and then went to, somebody tried to sue him over subliminal, subliminal messages in his cell. I remember that. Yeah. It was like, if you play it backwards now, it's like, I command you now in the name of Lucifer, spill the blood of the innocent. It's like, I, I, actually, I think what they were saying, it was like, kill, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot. It's like, get the fuck, well, whatever, man. Is anyway. that illegal? I don't know. Yeah, can it be? You like, you can do that? I, I, it, nothing should be illegal now, but. <laughs> nothing. Well, I don't margarita. I have no idea when the last episode we published was. Long time ago. Long time ago. I think it was last September. No way. Yeah, it's yeah. been that long. It was a dog one, right? With Martin? No, we did one since then, right? Anywho. It doesn't matter. Fuck it. <laughs> we lost zero listeners because we gotta do listening. more, man. Everybody keeps asking me still. Yeah, I know. People still bring that up. We're to famous. Me, I've given much. an autograph out. Oh yeah? No. <laughs> uh Today's a book episode. Yeah. So we thought like since we can't just because we haven't released one doesn't mean that we haven't recorded any. It's just that we like to drink a lot. Mhm. And we both have careers that we wouldn't like ruined. What stays in the can? Yeah. What happens in the can stays in the can. I actually uh when I opened up the uh the app to set up this new one, I saw the old one and went to save it. It's uh, lost episode number... 77. <laughs> three, but I wasn't naming them lost episodes until three ago, so it's probably... I bet we have at least 12. Oh, a, for sure. There's got to be a dozen. We need to wait until like we're Old. in our 60s and listen to them. And just, but when we do, man, it, the, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think when we do, we pretty much would have solved all the world's problems. Right, and we don't need to do. We that. probably need to bury him. By then we would have had a peaceful people... exit of Afghanistan if we would have done it, <laughs> for sure. Like, if we would have published those episodes, yeah. If we would have published those episodes, the Taliban would have been like, "Hey, everything's cool. Let's eat ice. Cool. Cream. Let's eat ice cream." But uh, what's the name yeah, of the that's book? On us. That's the on book us, is uh, a a, wor- land, a land so strange by Andres Resendez. Okay, maybe it's translated. I never thought about that. Maybe. No, he, he teaches it's English. It. Yeah, it's English. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. He's a, or during the time that he wrote this book, was a professor at, uh, was it UC Davis, University of California, Davis? That means it's probably fake. But he was born in Mexico. I did some research before, because I, I read the book probably two months ago. Me too, so yeah. So I, I had to refresh you. like my memory of this thing. Yeah, I, I, I read some of the, the places I had highlighted earlier to remember. Um. How you want to do this? You want to do I'm the premise? Not. Yeah, let's. Uh, you go. Drop the premise on them. Yeah, I'm gonna eat this ice cube. Okay. So, uh, a land so strange is about this guy Cabeza de Baca. Um, he was an explorer, or he actually worked for King Charles, who was he was like a, uh, a treasurer. Was that his deal? Like he handled the, man, the money management yeah. of the expedition. Long story short, he was on a, an expedition into the right. New World before Spain had. I think. 
by his time they had already had Cortez, right? That's, yeah, so I, I got the timeline here of Cortez because right. I'm reading another book on Cortez, and it's cool how it kind of lines up. Tell me what it is because I've read like 10 on him. So this uh, – We can do one for it too. This guy goes on an expedition, uh, Cabeza de Vaca does, uh, led by Navarez. Yeah, uh, who was a guy? This is in fifteen twenty-eight. So Navarez was this guy who um, was sent after Cortez because uh, when Cortez went to Mexico, uh, he pretty much took off with a bunch of ships from Cuba without permission, right? Like the, the governor at the time, and they sent this guy after him. And while Cortez is, you know, doing all this stuff with uh, Montezuma and conquering the Aztec empire uh navarez shows up and gets his ass kicked by cortez's guys and loses an eye right gets sent back to spain and basically has to wait a decade for another chance to come back to the new world to uh, you know get his piece of the pie basically yeah like these spanish conquistadors a lot of it was like uh well i guess it kind of makes sense because of you know, there's not communication travels really slow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you can make a phone call to the King of Spain and be like, yo, Philip one invade Michoacan, right? Like, but, um, so there, there are a lot of independent actors like, uh, like, uh, the Navarre's guy and Cortez. Like they basically were just these, these, these dudes who had some power and control and influence in their regions because they, you know, whether they ran a sugar cane plantation or whatever. And, you know, and after Cortez hit it big with the Aztecs, which like if you've never heard like people, how do I say this? If you've never really read like, and if you're reading it now, like you'll see, you'll, it's it's unbelievable, it's mind blowing. Like, like what, you learn it in school, but right, you just, the real story is insane. Right, like you hear like, oh, well, Cortez conquered the Aztecs, and you think like I showed up and whooped them. You know what I mean? Like, but like what really happened? Like these guys. Straight up Game of Thrones. I think I read somewhere that out of Cortez and everybody he came involved with, he was the only one, the only one that survived out of his group, like out of his group of 800. Oh, right. Like he's the only one. Like it was like you're talking about a master of like manipulation and diplomacy and negotiation and war and like this, like the way... Who to betray when? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, it is stuff. like Game of Thrones on steroids. Yeah, and you don't have any power. You know what I mean? Like, and I've even read some scholars that said, and this goes to the same for our guy we're going to talk about, that the Spanish. You know, a lot of people like to. I read a guy that. God damn! I wish I'd have known who it was, but he was saying that you know a lot of people write it off at like you know Spain had uh, superior technology. Right, like as far as uh, they had those, what are they called? Uh, bustle bust, blunderbuss, blunderbuss cannon like guns. You know the first rifles. Yeah, the pilgrim-looking ones that have the big barreled out yeah. end. You know, and uh, he was basically saying, he goes, "This shit's useless." He's like, "It's completely useless out out of uh, twenty yards, and after you shoot it, you just basically can hit somebody with it." Right. And uh, however, they did have steel weapons, or horses, and horses, and oh. they had. Um, armor but the biggest thing was like yeah but however anyways like it was not a you know a lot of people i like when um it's hard to i I, the the more i study history like in classics and everything is more like it's almost impossible to make a 
argument for today relevant by using something from the past. Does that make sense? Or make something from the past to make it relevant in something that's going on today. Like comparing Hitler to Julius Caesar. It's completely impossible. Right. Like you might be able to find some certain overarching themes. Yeah, and it's stuff, it's completely impossible that, because yeah. it's so different. Yeah. You know, and like so like these guys, these Spaniards, I mean, and it's the same thing in this book. Like it's your the human mind, at least for us, cannot wrap around what these guys are doing. It's literally like getting dropped off on an alien planet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's that foreign. And uh yeah, and long story short, but it's 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 mind blowing like what these guys were able to do. Like people were hard back then. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like I think I read I think they said <laughs> Cortez's bones, he has like multiple skull fractures, um like countless wounds that they can tell that had chipped bone like you know, he got stabbed with a spear in his rib cage or whatever. But um Pizarro's the same way and he you know, he did the Inca or no the Maya. No Inca. Inca, right. yeah. And uh but yeah, so uh, it's like these independent actors like Cortez and Navarez, these guys were basically, they're like, hey, let's gather up enough men. Let's jump over this little uh, bridge of water here because they're bouncing around from what islands? It's not Cuba, right? Cuba, right? Cuba was their kind yeah, of Yeah, and they're going from Cuba base. to Mexico yeah. and or Florida in the case of this book. And Yeah, they weren't planning on Florida because before this, uh, Florida had had one expedition. Right? Yeah. Ponce de Leon, uh, in the, the early 1500s. I read that's actually a myth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's what I was about to say. I heard it's bullshit. Yeah. But he just mapped the coastline and I don't know if he ever actually made it back to actually do an expedition onto the coast, but basically, um, this Navarez expedition, which the book is about, they were going for the Gulf coast right. of uh, Mexico and they got blown off course in a storm and landed right. on the, uh, the West side of the Florida peninsula right and, and they thought that they were in the right place which right. is weird i don't understand this because once you see the sun rising over the ocean when it should be on the other side i have no idea like i yeah i, I don't know like the so these guys would basically have money and they would put together crews and get gather up some ships mm-hmm. and like we're gonna go do an expedition but they're not completely foreign to these parts of the world it's not that like they it's not like columbus they know the lands there. they're doing slave raiding there they'll show up and kidnap indians and sell them into slavery and shit um so man they hop over right and i guess long story short like and then let i I, let's like talk about the overarching things that are that surprised me a lot was like this guy cabeza de la vaca is not really an important figure he's like the treasurer for the right. expedition it's always fairly important but you have to remember it's like a small expedition if of the like, story didn't end up how it did he wouldn't be right, an important yeah. person in history at all this so, is the reason we know his name right and so like he basically they get stranded out on the west side of florida and they make their way all the way to the other side to the pacific ocean on it's like south baja california isn't it somewhere over I there i think so somewhere yeah. over there and so basically it takes him how many years? Six, eight, eight years. Yeah. And uh, so his story is really crazy because he basically lived among Indians or Native Americans and how he made his way all mm-hmm. the way over there. And he, docu- he, he, he documents it. Uh, and so that's what the book's about. It's just about this guy who was the sole survivor. I know there's two others. and uh, the, Three. Three, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like he, uh, he makes it all the way over. And, 
yeah, so he has this story of like, man, I've been living out of here for the last how many years? It's like it's like nine years. It's not ten. Eight, yeah, it's eight. not. Yeah, it's not ten. And uh, it's crazy. Like to go back to the beginning of the story, like how quickly everything went bad. Oh fuck! Like you talk about like the technological advantage that the Spaniards have pretty much evaporated really quick once they couldn't feed themselves. So you've got these hundreds of men going on shore. They don't know the land. They don't know how to harvest food and stuff. So pretty quickly they're eating the horses. They're having to melt down their guns and armor to make tools so they can survive in the wilderness. So in a matter of months, they're reduced to almost the same level of technology as the indigenous people. One of the, one of the surprising things or not surprising, I think it's something that we don't take. We yeah, well, we obviously take it for granted, but it's that these guys, man, even though like if we had to go back and live the life of a Spaniard who lived on a sugar cane plantation in Cuba, it would have been hard for us. However, you're not running out of food for the most part. You have food and water um, you know, I'm sure life's still hard in some way, a lot harder than it is now, but you'd survive. But the thing that's so crazy about these guys is that, like you said, like they, it's completely like the, fr- the thing I, that surprised me about the most about it or that I didn't think about was almost every, the number one concern in his entire life in those eight years is food. Yeah. Like, how am I going to eat to survive? Right. And that plays into like his story later, but uh, but it's just like shit, you know what I mean? And and also, the Indians that he stayed, Native Americans that he ends up staying with, or he you know he goes he bounces around a little bit yeah, or whatever. Well, he was enslaved, um, right? He goes from being enslaved for a couple to, of years. Yeah, he's like enslaved, and then he becomes like a like some sort of voodoo priest that has this large following, mm-hmm. but they're giving him food, it, and it's all like even the the, the natives, bro they live hard lives like you know what i mean like their life is like remember like so he he basically they make their way like to not go into all the details but they make their way from florida they constantly are losing men some people you know are like hey let's float down the coast and they get drifted off they get a storm or whatever and they start making their way inland they end up becoming enslaved somewhere around galveston by these natives right so like this is where the first moral um lesson I thought I took that I was surprised was is that humans are so quick to do disgusting things to each other and it never seems and we talk about this a lot mm. but that never seems to not surprise me like basically this this group of Indians that he ends up with in Galveston or one of these islands they're, they're guessing it's somewhere around there you know they they live with them and at first it's kind of cool and then they slowly become the guys that get water and firewood and they get beat all the time and they don't get enough food and and they don't they don't eat or drink enough you know and it's like yeah. they're kind of in this spot to where they don't really have a choice because they can't survive on their own and like you hear the stories of like what the indians would do to them like some of them one of the guys was like and it you know it's hard like we're obviously we're skipping over a lot but like shit along the way there's probably what 10 instances of near death experiences of like them being surrounded by these oh, canoes yeah. and like you give us, you know, they've got one Indian captive and they like, Hey, 
let's do a prisoner swap. Like, give us your chief. We'll let these people go. Like, let us go. We'll go. Everything's cool. You want to trade? You don't want to trade? You know what I mean? Like, there's like almost every encounter they have is is could be a death experience. And uh, you know, they talk about like um, uh, I think there's a couple of times they get even. You know, they get on the shore. They're looking around like shit. Looks like there's people here. Let's get out of here. You know what I mean? Like. And like these, it's it's nuts to imagine these guys living in constant fear. You know what I mean? Like oh, I can't yeah. imagine. Like you're you're having to worry about food all the time. You're having to worry about what to eat. And now every interaction you have with another human being could be death. Right. You know. And it's like, and then when they become enslaved by the tribe in Galveston or whatever, I mean, it's just like shit. I mean, people will if you're different, whether it's a I guess a small scale. It, it, it's like these guys, the thing that is so shocking is they're so helpless. You know, obviously these natives knew like these motherfuckers don't know how to survive here. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was the thing. That was part of the reason they became enslaved. Right. Because they're helpless. Originally, they, the tribes, when they, you know, washed up on shore, they're coming to bring them water and food and everything. And then after a couple of weeks of this, they kind of get sick of that shit. And they're like, these guys are not contributing at all to the tribe. Why don't we just make them work? And that eventually turns into being enslaved. Yeah. Do you got? Got two. I think that one's a ginger beer. We're gonna give it a shot. But yeah, like, so I was just surprised, you know, like you hear a lot. I, I, it's kind of like we were talking. I don't know if I said it while we were recording. It's almost like it's impossible to make relevant arguments. The more I study history and stuff, it's impossible to make relative arguments by using the past as your um, lens. Yeah. I mean, of course, nearer or the present as a lens. Yeah. To like, look at of the past. course, like Nazi Germany has very real comparisons today. This is like 1500. You know what I mean? Like, it's so different. But it's it, it's shocking that, like, there's just this element of like human cruelty that you just cannot escape, man. And it, it seems that like, it would seem that the, the living today, you have like this very thin veneer that keeps us all half, you know, cool. And I'm, I'm not talking shit about it it's great yeah. you know, i wouldn't i would love to go see ancient rome or greece but i damn sure wouldn't want to stay there but it's like uh but what's the saying that uh people are three missed meals away from anarchy exactly dude we saw it in covid remember mm-hmm. we talked about like shit's getting kind of weird these motherfuckers are buying up every piece of toilet paper they can <laughs> like well should we worry about this i mean we both stocked up on beans <laughs> yep you know like and still got them. And it's just like even these natives, you know, you, you know, of course, there's this washing of history, like in a lot of ways that gets a lot of a focus about, you know, the evils committed by colonizers or whatever. And that's true. But shit, everybody's mean. You know what I mean? Like, well, of course, everybody, they survive if they were. Everybody's mean a long yeah. time, you know, in the past. And it's just like. I couldn't get over like, damn, like these people are absolutely helpless. They can't feed themselves. They can't do nothing. But however, maybe, but it, and it's shocking to be like, how could these natives be so fucking cruel? Right. And you see the same thing. If you read any, you know, 
book up. If you read fucking, I had to read Caesar over the uh, the Gallic Wars. I had to translate it over mm. the summer. It's the same shit. I mean, like you, you just like how the fuck could they be so cruel to these people? But the difference is, is they don't fucking see each other as people. And then now these guys are fucking helpless, you know. And like you live in a world, these natives live in a world that's like even for them. Remember, they're like they're they're moving back and forth like to the Nacogdoches or the Nueces River to get pecans during the because pecans bloom every two years. So every two years they're going back to get pecans because they can eat there. And it's like even for them. It's hard. No, they're, and now they're they got, living on the razor's edge. Right. And they got to fucking take care of these morons. Right. You know what I mean? So then you, if you put it in that way, that term like. Makes total you, sense. You would probably start getting tired of that too. My family's not going to starve so we can take care of these idiots. And then you get annoyed with it. You know, and then now before you, you know, it talks about like even the kids would bully them. The kids would pull their fucking hair and beat them with sticks. Yeah. It's not funny, but it's no, kind of funny. It's, it's kind of funny, but yeah, it's, not, it's not good. <laughs> but that was one of the things that, and any time I read that, it, it it's whether it's a bigger like whether it's you know what Julius Caesar did in Gaul, or uh, what these or in the opposite direction, where what these natives do to these Spaniards, it's just so surprising to me because I just don't see myself being that cruel to somebody. But like we've talked about in different shows, like there's a thin line that me and you would probably do the same thing. You know, it's like. Everybody likes to pretend that Nazis are just these Germans that lost their way and they're evil and they're not like us at all. No, no, that's not true. They're just like us. And under the right circumstances, we'll do the same thing. And if you've watched, if you've paid attention within the last couple of years, you can probably see why. You know what I mean? Like, and that shit's scary. And and reading this book was really like, fuck. That was one of the big things I was shocked about. Or not shocked, just one of the things that hit me. Yeah. I think it was um, what's really remarkable about this book um, is after uh, the enslavement and everything, after uh, most of the expedition has died, um, I think they get down to like 100 men, 50 men, 20 men. Then at the end, there's only four survivors from the original expedition. Um one of them was actually uh, a slave from Morocco. Is that right? Esteban? Yeah. He's was a, he from Morocco? He's black too, yeah. Right. So he was uh, a slave brought on this expedition. And he was the guy who could learn all the languages. Right. Yeah. yeah. He was really good at languages, which was really helpful when they run into all these different tribes. And he's like learning how to communicate with them. But uh, eventually, there's only four of them left. Uh, they've escaped the, the tribe. I, I forget how they get out. I yeah, I think they just left, right? Or no, they got separated. Two got sold to another group, and they ended yeah. up meeting up at, like, when they have these big tribal gatherings. Like, mm-hmm. let's fucking get out of here. And one guy's like, no, we're going to be able to eat. And so, Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. But, yeah, they end up, so they they end up moving on, yeah. So this, this group of four from the original ones, they just they set off and um, pretty quickly they become known as kind of medicine men because I mean they've got basic knowledge of I think one of the guys uh, his father was a physician back in uh, something Spain like that, yeah. something like that so they had like a basic knowledge of 16th century like medicine and to the the indigenous people like 
some of the things that they were doing were miraculous the way that they had uh, they could cure people and that gave them a following so like a following. the second yeah. half i don't know half the the, the last half part of the book they have this following and it's following them around because they're moving towards the pacific to try to get in contact with more mm-hmm. spaniards and uh they end up having this following of like a thousand natives or something like that something like yeah and they're bringing them food and they're keeping them fed and they talk about like you know and they would ask us to do the sign of the cross over a sick person and and also these spaniards are like devoutly religious you know what i mean as devout as you can imagine right and then one of the things they keep out of the book or he well obviously it's not the guy wrote the book by going back and reading um the 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 vodka's uh right so uh, the guy who's uh uh, Cabeza de Vaca right. made it back to Spain eventually and, and wrote, wrote a book this, yeah. about his travels. Right. And in his book, he doesn't talk about one of the other things that's surprising is he doesn't talk about the relationships he had with Native American women. Oh, right. I find it very odd that a medicine man wouldn't take physical comfort. Well, uh, you have to keep the Spanish, the Spanish Inquisition in mind. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. No one wants to get burned at the stake for... So, yeah, he uh, he made it. So he probably had kids over there and shit, yeah. Probably. Most likely, they all did. Yeah, and then the craziest part of the whole book, craziest part of the whole book for me was this. Okay. They finally show up on the beach, the specific beach, whichever it's like Baja, California, wherever the hell it is, all right? They make it to the sp- Pacific, and they're on the beach... And they run into these Spanish slavers, conquistadors who are out on uh, slave raids. And unlike the other normal, you know, slave raids, when they come into contact with natives, they take off running. And these natives start walking towards the slavers. Right. And it says that the slavers, he said that they were shocked when one of them started speaking perfect Spanish. And they couldn't believe it, and they were on edge because the guy, Cabeza de Bach and his buddy, looked just like them. Right. And it's funny to think about, well, there's two things. That's not the most shocking thing that I was like, holy shit. But it's one of them is, is like, if you live that life and in that environment and you're in the sun all the time, it's shocking that that dude, like, it'd be, okay, just like you. I would be shocked if one day I ran into you and I couldn't tell you the difference tell the difference between you and a 16th century native american right you know what i mean but obviously it's like sunburn on top of sun exactly your, your skin's leather long. your yeah. beard's out you know whatever and he's he says that the the conquistadors couldn't believe it they they were in awe like something is like are this real life is this guy talking <laughs> to us and the what well, you remember what the first question he asked him was Oh yes. Um, what, what year is what year it? is it? And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like that. That is amazing. Like wow. Like the guy, through all his endeavors, through all that shit he had to go through to get out. I think he he, he asked the uh, what is the date? Yeah. He like what day is it? He didn't know how long it had been, yeah. and I'm like, "What a fucking life!" You know what I mean? Like. That's that's wild. I thought I don't know why that shocked me so much, but I just couldn't believe it, man. No, it's a crazy experience, and basically became the first uh, European to see the southwest of the American continent. Yeah, and like made it all the way across. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, 
It's wild, man. Like, I mean, it's a crazy story. Yeah, that that whole interaction between conquist between Spain and the New World is really, really strange when you read it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's certain things about uh, Mayan and as you know, one thing people think that the Aztecs were like a. Uh, okay, this is not a part of the book. That was the book. So go read it. It's fucking crazy. It's just a crazy firsthand account that you get of. A situation that the best we could compare it to now is you and I showing up on an alien planet. Yeah, that's, it, all, it, that's the only way. That's the only comparison compare. we can make today. You yeah. know, for these people, that's what the, the, their life was. Yeah. They didn't see these people as people, right? Like, they didn't look at these natives as human beings. They did in a way, but it wasn't the same. That was, uh, yeah, one last thing I want to say about it is that was the really interesting thing about this is uh, after spending eight years with the native tribes and everything, Cabeza de Baca became a very big advocate for the good treatment of these and, people and like allowing them to like, co- like saying that we can coexist with and these people. make them Christian. And make and, them yeah, Christian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still fucked up. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. But, but, <laughs> but in his heart, you, you know, you can't judge. It's like walking into someone's house with like, Hey, we don't have to like kick the shit out of them. Like just we'll convert them to our religion and we can both live in their house. This kind of goes into what we're dealing with today. In some ways, I think like, like, yeah, like, I mean, it's kind of like this. uh, I think a lot of times people forget. No, how do I say this? Yeah. 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 You're right. Like it's fucked up, but in his head, he thinks he's doing a good thing. Right. Yeah. And, and by the standards of the age, he's, and, like Gandhi is. Didn't he try to set up another? He tried to set up another expedition right. and it failed or yeah, got he, taken he, away he from. He actually him. came back to California, I think, and uh, that's right. Yeah, he came back to California, tried to start a new settlement, and they com- mutinied on. They him mutinied him because he was too lenient. Because he was too lenient, yeah. he wouldn't let them like just treat the natives however they wanted to. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, because like even though obviously yes, if you brought this man today, he's a fucking asshole, mm-hmm. but um. But yeah, it was really uh, he he for his time. He was ahead of his time. He was trying to have peaceful relationships with the natives and and be, coexist and obviously yes, bring them under Catholicism and shit like that. But uh, yeah, man, I thought it was a cool book because it's like it, it's a real experience that's literally the equivalent today would be you and I showing up on Jupiter and people coming out and we had to find our way to live and eating alien food. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think he talked about how he dug roots with his hands every day till his hands would bleed. And it's just, man, it's unbelievable. Ah, Crazy book. Yeah, crazy. Definitely uh, recommend it. Like, check it out. Like, if you're a fan of history at all. Anything. It's just crazy to hear. Like, yeah, it's crazy to think, put yourself in that situation. But uh, even if you're not normally into this stuff, I recommend it. Yeah, it was really cool. And, And it's on Audible, right? Yeah, I, that's, I listened to it on Audible. Right, I, say, I think you said you had it on Audible, and I, I had the book for like twelve dollars. Might even have been that. I might have bought it used. But anyway, um, yeah, man. And now let's move into what'll get a, get us canceled. So, <laughs> should we? Uh, let's end this episode. Do what you think you must do. Let's do it because the less editing I have to do, the more likely <laughs> this episode is to be published. Uh. Thank you guys for listening. Um, the book was A Land So Strange, The Epic Journey of Cabeza de Vaca by Andres Resendez. 
check it out in your local bookstore or on Audible. Um, remember to tell your friends to listen to the podcast. I think we need listeners now. I think there's four of y'all, maybe. No, I think there's more than that. You think? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we got to get those numbers up again. We got to get it up. Get it up. But uh, thanks, guys. And we will see you on the next one. Maybe. Well, they'll hear us on the next You'll hear- one. I always say that. Yeah, there you go.